Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's another edition of The Wrap. Tom Azaway alongside Brendan Sennett. The Spiders in town. Uh, Clarence Black out on assignment today. We welcome you in. It's another day, another dollar. We're getting close to Christmas. Uh, it's good to see you here, my man. Appreciate me. Appreciate you having me, man. Glad yeah. I could. Uh, you covered me for last week on Thursday, so make it up for it. All right. We want to thank our good friends, Roger Z and the good people at Warren RV Storage. They are at 6900 East 14 Mile Road in Warren, Michigan, right on the corner of Van Dyke and 14. 977-2770. You need the 586 area code. 977-2770. They have 24-hour security camera surveillance. The LED let parking area. Gates are operational 24-7, so you can get in and out anytime and uh, plenty of room for your RV. So get it out of your driveway and get it over to Warren RV Storage and tell them Maz sent you. And uh, who knows, there might be a little something extra in your Christmas stocking. We're expecting a good friend of uh, the old 105.1 days, our ESPN radio back in the day. Mark Schlereth Stink will join us in just a few minutes. Uh, now with Fox Sports. Did a great job last week with Adam Amin. I think they're a great team together, those guys. And uh, I'll always love hearing Stink, three-time Super Bowl champion. Nothing wrong with that. And, of course, his son pitched for the Tigers. He did. Daniel Schlereth. Uh, is he still kicking around in the league? I think so. Yeah. He might be. Well, whose system? We'll yeah. I, he might be in the Angels system. Okay. From my memory serves we'll me correctly. Mark. I know Mark uh, saw a lot of his games and was a Tiger fan back in the day. Yeah. They did I believe draft it was them. the Angels. But I'll, uh, I'll get to work on that for you. So we got lots of good stuff to talk about. Uh, great NFL last night. Monday night football, just the way you want it. That's how you draw them up. I mean, they uh, what, they tied a record last night for the most points. 98-year-old NFL record. The teams combined to tie a 98-year-old NFL record. Unbelievable. 48-45. to 45. And that was me, the game of the week. 42. That was, was the hyped as the game of the week, and it's rare when it lives up to the billing. And the Browns, first time in five years they were on Monday Night Football. Joining us now is a man that probably wish he called that game, Mark Schlereth. Uh, he actually joined. Uh, he actually probably sat home and enjoyed it like the rest of us. Mark, uh, welcome into the show. How are you, man? Well, Tom, I'm great. I, I I enjoyed the show for the or the game for the first half, and then I fell asleep like I always do. So <laughs> I watched the rest of the second half uh, <laughs> on my wow. on my iPad this morning. So, Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Now, wait, what's that record? Because didn't a couple years didn't a couple years ago the Kansas City Rams? Wasn't that like a fifty-one fifty-four game? That, that, that might have been a Thursday. That was a Thursday, Mark. Okay, time time to record. You know, we always have to put qualifiers on the record. Of course, there it is. Right. Okay. Okay. I got you. Anyway, it. Uh, how about Lamar Jackson? He disappears in the early fourth quarter with what they said was cramps, uh, and went into the locker room. It looked like he could barely get into that locker room <laughs> quickly. And I, and I know everyone is saying that he had to go to the men's room. And uh, you've been in that situation before. What do you think he was going? Well, I mean, first off, I am the Jason Bourne of crap in my pants, so I know where a bathroom is 100% of the time, all the time. So that definitely looked like I was I was waddling through the Chicago airport like that just a week ago. There you oh go. About to, uh, explode. So um, that's what it looked like. Who knows? It didn't matter. He was, he, he was gone for a while. Yeah. So I would have to imagine that it was legitimately there was some, some type of something or other. Cramping. I'm sure. But it's cold. That The cramps usually happen in the summertime when you lose all your – your fluids. So uh, who knows? Who knows what it was? Um, but you know that's just the way it goes. Uh, but I've never. 
Like, normally, that doesn't happen to you unless you've had a cold or you're sick or right. something. Right. He had you COVID. Know, I mean, he was coming off of COVID a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Who well, knows? That could, have been, that, that could have been the case. But um, anyhow, it made for more excitement, right? It Unbelievable. Made for a more exciting game. The, the backup quarterback goes down. He goes to the. He comes out of the locker room when they the, the announcers are like, "We don't even know who the third quarterback is." So he comes running out. It's fourth and five. He's got no chance to warm up or anything. It's fourth and five. Mark. He throws a pass down the middle of the, of the field to Marquise Brown, who's Unreal. dropped a few earlier. So it, it right. takes a lot of guts to go back to him, and they score forty yard touchdown. Yeah, absolutely amazing. That play was amazing, and you're right. Right off the right off the bench, not warm. Going to Marquise Brown, who like you said, dropped a couple of them. Yeah. And and one thing I will I will give you this: when you are able to shut down their running game, which is almost impossible, when you're able to shut down their running game, he struggles. Lamar does with kind of layered throws into zone coverage. That's it. That he's he has not been good. That's not been his forte from the pocket layered throws. But when you get him one on one of the seams or one on one with the crossing route and the tight end. You know, in, in, in man-to-man coverage, he'll eat you apart in that stuff. And so, you know, they got them they got them trapped in that. He throws th- the 40-yard strike, and uh, I, I just it was it, it was exciting. It was exciting to watch it this morning. Uh, it would probably have been more excited if I could have kept my eyes out open yeah. and watched it last night. Well, you're night. traveling, it morning, man. It was still exciting. You got excuses. You're in and out of – on and off of planes. You don't know where the hell you are half the time. You were in Detroit this past weekend. You got to see our Lions uh, give it a good fight, but as usual, come up short. Yeah, but I, I tell you what, man, there's a lot to be excited about there. Really? Um, well, sure. I mean, I think they've got – I think defensively they have to upgrade their defensive talent. I don't think there's any question. They've got to get some legit – like, they got to get some legit difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. Missing um, Troy Flowers so, is a killer. What's that? No, Trey yeah. Flowers is a killer. But Trey Flowers is not – Trey Flowers is not a, a guy that you're one-on-one scared of in a matchup. True. You know, here's here's the deal for me. When you break the huddle, you got to have we used to call them war daddies. They they got a war daddy, and you got to find a way to double team that guy 100 percent of the time. Like Aaron Donald, war daddy in Cleveland, they got a couple with Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon, guys that you're mm. just like, damn, we can't go one on one with this guy throughout the game because he'll kill us. You know, he'll wreck a game. So there's not one guy on their defense across the board in their front seven that you're worried about. So you're like, hey man, we can we can get five out at any time we want, and we're going to hold up. We're going to be okay, you know. And, and so they've got to from a from just that standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, they got to get better. They know they got to get better that way. But I will say this: their offensive line has played way better. They've upgraded their offensive line. I still think Matthew Stafford is one of the best, one of the elite quarterbacks mm. in this league, and he is the best that I have watched this year manipulating the pocket, scrambling within the pocket without ever actually leaving the freaking pocket. And so, I, I mean, I like that part. Uh, I like, you know, I like uh, uh, I like Swift. I think Swift is a legit running back, man. I think he's got, he's got, he's got special written all over him. So I think there's some, I think there's some things that you look at that are really, to me, TJ Hawkinson is a really good player. No doubt. There are some things to be really excited about. With the Detroit Lions. Now, I don't know what direction they'll go in in the GM search, in the coaching search. I know that talking to Daryl Bevel, he's a different dude. I mean, he's a <laughs> different dude than the guy I talked to under the thumb of Matt Patricia. Like, he's got some energy. He's excited about his opportunity. 
and good for him and good for the Lions for uh, you know for at least at least putting up a great fight against uh, you know the best the guy who to me is the MVP right now the quarterback position no doubt. is Aaron Rodgers no doubt about it Mark Schlereth joins us three time Super Bowl champ now Fox NFL used to be ESPN used to be a radio man back in the day uh, you had a you had a good run there on ESPN radio are you still doing radio in Denver Mark. Yeah, I have a full-time show in radio, radio show here in Denver, and uh, I absolutely, I, you know, it's the one thing that I probably never let go um, is, until they kicked me out. Like television, <laughs> we've been there. Television, yeah, yeah television. Eventually, they'll kick me out of that too. You know, and and I'm having a great. No time. way, you're an actor, man. Come on, right? I, I, yeah, I love that part of it, but <laughs> um, but eventually, like the radio thing for me is just it's awesome. It's my. It's a daily release. It's not oh. like, you know, to me, don't tell anybody, but it's not like work. I know. It's You're fun. telling us? You're telling us, man? <laughs> exactly. I've had my teeth kicked in for 25 years in this town, and you know what? I keep coming back for more. I can't I can't get enough. I just love it. Yeah. Maz is the Michael Myers of uh, <laughs> Detroit radio personalities. He just won't die. Oh, Christ, yeah. man. Hey, Stink, uh, you were talking about the GM job, and Rick Smith's name has been bantered about here now. Uh, 12 seasons with the Texans. Obviously, Bill Brown, uh, Bill O'Brien was over there, and he took over as GM, and what a disaster that was. What, what's your thought on Rick Smith? Rick Smith and I were in Denver together. I've known Rick forever. Rick is a good man, uh, a really good man, um, and, a, you know, a smart football guy. Um, and so, like, I, I really like Rick. I, you know, there's still, there's still, obviously, there's a lot to be built. But, you know, ultimately to me, man, it's got to be collective. You know, it's got. There's got to be one of the things I love about being part of a team is just the collective nature of being part of a team, right? Just the the reliance on one another. And you want to be great, man. You've got to be willing to sacrifice for one another. And 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 being that's one of the things I love about doing TV. One of the things I love about doing radio is, you know, my dad told me when I was a little boy, find something you love to do, and you'll never have to go to work. I've been a part of a team my entire life. You know, from the time I was a little kid. And, and and there's just something special about the energy and about the um, the synergy involved in being a team. So I know this about Rick. He is, you know, I mean, he'll the the buck will stop with him when it comes to making a decision. But he's one of those collective spirits. He's one of those guys that's a team building guy. And so he's a guy that I've had a great relationship with over the years, and a, and a guy that uh, you know I just think does his job and does it well. So, Mark, before I ask you a football question, I, I got to rewind. Brendan here, thanks again for coming on with us. I got to rewind at the start of the conversation. So, you were you were going through the Chicago airport. I have to know, was it O'Hare or Midway? Oh, O'Hare. I, I'm a yeah, I'm a tried and true uh, United guy because the United is a major Denver hub. So, okay, there you go. I that makes sense. Yes, because yeah. my my comment was going to be if it was Midway, you'd probably better off going in your pants. That place is right. no, 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 no. <laughs> Midway makes LaGuardia look like uh, LaGuardia is new again now. True. Yeah, LaGuardia, yeah. man, they put a big facelift on LaGuardia. Yep. LaGuardia is not LaGuardia is not that bad. That's I think, right. I will tell you the thing I hate about traveling nowadays is everybody's going cashless nowadays. I'm old. Like I, <laughs> I want, like I want, I want to be able to give you some money and have you, you know, give me my product that I just bought. I right. like, like, I like that. The guy in our crew asked me to Venmo him. I, I'm like, That's what am great. I, 15? Am I on a babysitting job? Oh, my God. Venmo my ass. Unreal. I'm not Venmoing anybody. That's hilarious. So, so back to Rick Smith. <laughs> now, the big thing we always talk about on this show is is culture and identity, that the Lions have not had one in forever. Since they had now, Barry. Now, is 
is Rick Smith, is is he going to go, will he go an offensive guy, will he go a defensive guy, or is he just going to pick the best candidate? Yeah, I think that's a great, I think it's a great question. You know, I think it comes down to who the best candidate is. And listen, you know, we get so caught up, we get so caught up for in, in like offensive guy and youth and, oh, the youth, you know, they can communicate with the youth. That's such a bunch of bunk. You either can communicate or you can't. One of the guys that was that was the best, most beloved coaches I've ever been around who communicated and, and brought youth and, and, and just vigor to his team was, was Wade Phillips. And that dude was in the mid-'70s, and guys yeah. loved being around him. Sure. So you can either communicate or you can't. It's a skill set. Um, so it comes down to that. Who's the best? Who's the best for the job? And I think we get so hung up on defensive schemes or offensive schemes and all this, that, and the other. The bottom line to me for a head coach is you have to be able to command a room. Whether that room is your coaches and you're coaching your coaches, you've got to be able to command that and, res- and have a certain amount of respect there. Whether it's you know getting in front of, of your players and giving them directives or giving them the goals and what you're trying to accomplish, or whether it's being in front of the media. Like there's so many things that, that fall on your plate, and you have to be able to command each and every one of those situations. And then authenticity is the next thing. You know, you have to be authentic because you know not all players are bright. You know, they're, they're good football players. You know, I always say that genius and, and football are mutually exclusive events, whether you're coaching it or whether you're playing it, or whether you're talking about it for crying out loud. So you know, the the bottom line is. You've got to be authentic, and if you're not authentic, players read through that crap. If you're a fake tough guy, or you fake this, or you that's just, Matt Patricia. Read, that was Matt yeah, Patricia they, here. Like Matt Patricia is, it, Matt Patricia's a friend, man. I love Matt; he's great. He didn't work you know, here, but yeah, but but here's the deal. You know, you, it, like you've got to be authentic, and and you know, you're playing an indoor game. It's late November; the wind's blowing, and we're going to go outside and weather the elements because it's going to make us tougher. No, it's not. It's not going to make you tougher. You're, you got, you, you're dealing with men who are playing the toughest sport in the world. Matthew Stafford's one of the toughest quarterbacks I've ever, I've ever covered. Don't talk, tell me that you know throwing the ball in some wind is going to make your team tougher. It's just going to make your team not execute as well on Sunday. Like, like, like stuff like that, from a player's perspective, you just roll your eyes and you're like, really, with, with this garbage. So where did he go wrong, Mark? Those are the things. Where did he Where like did he that, go wrong then? Well, I, I just think it's bad. The authenticity. He's a, he's a really bright football coach, but you know when you come in, and, and I'll tell you when you come in, and this is this has been, and we see some New England coaches that are having some success, but this has been a, a problem. I think you get so indoctrinated into what the scheme is, you know, and what and what we're going to do that. You know, when you always refer to, you know, this is how we did it in New England, and this is the Patriot way, and we're gonna, and everybody knows that they've heard it a million times. All of a sudden, you're not you. You know, you're Bill Belichick Jr. And I think, and I'm not just pointing the finger at Patricia. I think every guy has. This is a tough thing for every guy. Any guy who leaves a program, especially with a domineering figure at at the helm. You know, a, Joe Judge is a no nonsense guy. But he's done a great job somehow with you know, from a connecting with his player standpoint, um, and they're they're very he's very honest he's like he's just very upfront, 
and his players seem to really respond to him. I, I just like it, it, there's no magic formula here, yeah. and I, I just think it's a really I think it's a really tough thing to do, and I think that most I think most coaches in their first go around fail because I think that's the toughest thing to deal with is you're trying to establish yourself and you're trying to establish your credibility and and you know sometimes you're afraid it was like the press conference from um uh Adam Gase you know where he's got his eyes all wigged out and he freaked out right <laughs> never forget that and then instead of just owning it and being funny about it and going hey man what what a dumb you know what a dumbass i look like you know, he's denying it <laughs> yeah i and, and then they're making excuses for him and it, as a player, you look at that and you go, this guy's a clown. Oh, my That's God. That's what you think. He could be the worst of all time. I mean, as far as clowns go. And, you know, I lived through the Rich Kotite years in, in New York. I mean, this guy, oh boy. talk about clueless. And not and being in New York, you could be maybe clueless uh, in Carolina, but you do it in New York and they're going to call you out. Uh, Mark Schlereth uh, joins us now, three-time Super Bowl champion, played for the Broncos, the Skins, now he's with Fox Sports. Adam Amin, you guys do a great job, by the way. Honestly, it seems like you've been doing the games together for years. Uh, how comfortable are you in the booth with him? Uh, re- you know, really comfortable. Adam is Adam is unbelievable. Really good. And, you know, I mentioned our uh, I mentioned our team. Yeah. Like you know, when when they first put Adam and I together, I, I called Adam and and I've known Adam for years because we go back to ESPN. ESPN, yeah. And, and I just said, hey, listen, man. There will, there, there. You will never work with anybody that'll be more prepared from a film study standpoint than I will. Like I study, I study film like I'm playing. Um, <laughs> I, I put it, I put 25, 30 hours into film study every week. Wow! And so, th- th- I'm going to see pretty much everything, and I'm going to have an opinion about what a team is, what a team isn't. And I go, but I hate reading all those damn clips and stuff. I'll <laughs> peruse some stuff, but I go. If you could really know that stuff and let me know the film stuff, like we're gonna have a great marriage. And it's been—he is the most prepared play-by-play guy I've ever been around. Um, his work ethic is absolutely second to none. He is so much fun to be around, and um, and so I think our whole team is that way. My producers that great. way, and and we're so connected. You know, I, it's funny every every day during the week I'll throw like I put these film clips together for my for my team so i'll take 25 30 film clips of what i've studied and say hey man this is a really cool thing that this team does you know with coverage or with a um, you know with a pressure or with whatever it is right and and so we always pick two or three things every week and we build these things and we put great telestrations on them and stuff and so every week you're talking you know 14 weeks let's just call it two i've got 28 different film clips to show this the audience of the game we're watching you know how many we've gotten into a game? Two. Yeah, I was going to say a couple. That's I bet. Yeah, and because sometimes the game you ran out of room. Away, right. It sometimes it just doesn't go that way. Sometimes you're gonna you're gonna play it, and the studio comes back to you and says, "Hey, we got to go to a game break," and then the moment's gone. Yeah. But the thing is, is we do it every week anyhow, and Absolutely. because everybody's so connected and tied together, and they're just like, "This is awesome," and you know, like I said, ninety nine percent of the time, ninety eight percent of the time, it doesn't get in. But it doesn't stop us from doing the work. And and every one of us enjoys the grind of doing the work. And it's what makes the team great. And, you know, I'm always like, hey, man, I may not be the smoothest guy. And, and you know, and I may not even be that great. But I'm going to have fun doing it. And uh, well, if you don't like, like it, it, that's on you. Because I only did this. to get, I've only got into this business to entertain myself. And if you don't like it, then that's that's on you. I don't, I don't really give a crap. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I'm an announcer's guy. I mean, if I watch a game... 
I need to have my guys there. So I got Buck and you know Troy. Oh, here we go. I got Buck and Troy. I got uh, Kevin Burkhardt. I love him. Uh, he used to be with Charles Davis. Now he's with the Moose. And you know Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and you guys are right there. You're you're in my top. You're in my top five. I love it yeah, already. Great list, Stink. But you yeah. know what? We got to put an asterisk by this because Tom does not like the great Al Michaels. Sorry, he's got he's got some deafness to him. Sorry. I mean, how do you not like Al? Sorry, can't well, do it. Hey, listen, everybody's it's not for everybody. Got their, you know, everybody's got their own thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the funniest thing about doing this is when you do a game, and I get excited about big plays and big players and stuff, and it, it's always funny to me where some of the fan base are like, you're so biased against the I know. Sure. Oh, I, yeah. read, I read yeah, the Twitter. Absolutely. I read your Twitter. Right. People are coming after you. You're like, take a hike, man. You don't like it? Change the channel. <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm just like, dude, I got three rings. I, I beat all these teams. Man. Right. I don't give a rip. You think I, you think I hold a grudge on something? Uh, it's just ludicrous. Well, the funny thing is all these cyber tough guys, they're not going to say that to your face. You know, former all-pro defensive lineman with, or offensive lineman with three Super Bowl rings. I mean, you're real tough hiding 700 miles away on Twitter, right? Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's what Twitter is. Twitter is like What so a mess. I, I do have fun with it anyway. Uh, hey, I got to get one, one more lion thing in before you leave. We suffer here, Mark. <laughs> I, we, we're suffering, okay? We're the only team in the NFL that has not made a Super Bowl, the original teams. There's three expansion teams that haven't made it. I know people complain about the Browns, but they made it as the Ravens. And I know they left town and, the, and they have a new team now, and their team is really on the upswing. I mean, I, I'm rooting for Cleveland. I want the fans to do well. What the hell, man? How, how could this team not get it right? Since 1957, one playoff win, man. One. Wow. Well, you guys had to play us in uh, 91 and <laughs> NFC Championship, so that that hurt you. Oh, yeah. We never won in D.C. Never, I think you guys just scored again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, that, wh- why can't they get it right, Mark? Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm not sure, but, you know, just to go circle back to what we talked about, man, um, it truly is, you know, I know that there are a lot of people, and there's a lot of people within the league that think it's about talent. And, like, talent, you know, talent's wasted on talented people. Um, it's, it's, you got to have guys that can play. You got to have, obviously, you got to have talented guys, but you got to have, you know, I always say that, uh, that football is really hard for athletes, it's easy for, uh, for football players. You gotta have great football players that care about the game, and it's not about having. It's not about out athleting the team across from you. It's about outplaying them um, and out toughing them. And you know, it's it's always funny because you get into this. We got to run the ball, and we got to defend the run, and we got to like. I would tell you this. I don't care how you do it. You gotta you gotta own the line of scrimmage. And we get so enamored with all the baloney, right, of wide receivers and, you know, quote-unquote skill position players. Yeah. And, and ultimately the game comes down to you show me the team that dominates the line of scrimmage and I'll show you the team that's going to win 85% of the games. Jeez. Now, obviously, you've got to have a quarterback that can play and you've got to have those things. But we just have, we've gotten so far away. Like, at what point? Did did we make receivers the end all be all? 
Yeah. I mean, you think about the receiver. Ten other guys have to do, have to do their jobs exceptionally well. Does yeah. the receiver even get a chance with the football? They're the uh, everybody's a dependent player on a football field. The most dependent of all players are receivers, and yet yeah. we act like these guys. You know, the game ends and begins with them. I, I just think it's it's absolute garbage. So I just think you have to build a culture where everybody understands the importance of everybody else and you're all kind of on that same page and unfortunately it's easy to talk about it's really hard to do hey stink thanks a million for coming on thank Uh, you so much you're so busy you got radio you got tv you got the stinking good podcast you got your chili we didn't even get to ask you about daniel how's he doing ex-tiger he's doing good man he's doing good you know trying to transition he's still throwing he's still in the mid-90s that's Um, awesome yeah, he still can. He still can bring it, but you know, at thirty-four, nobody will give him a job. So and bizarre, with COVID and all the other garbage. It's just, it's just really hard. So that's weird. Uh, still, still throwing, but uh, trying to trying to transition at the same time. Hey, Stink! Thanks a million, man. Stay healthy. And uh, w- what game you got this week? Uh, I have got Saturday on NFL Network. Nice. Uh, Buffalo at Denver. Ooh, Ooh, good one. Hey, that's your boys. All right, we'll, we'll be yeah. watching you. Thanks again, right, Mark. Sounds good. All right, Stink. Be good, man. Mark Schlereth joins us on The Wrap. Thanks to him. Great stuff. Wish we had more time. Wanted to tell him about that. The Lions got actually a good offensive line finally. But who knows, man? Plenty more coming up. Stay tuned right here. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes. Kelsey and David behind the glass. Stevie Mack helping us put the show together. Aubrey's here as well. For Brendan, it's Maz. Thanks for listening to The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. <laughs>